Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Euphoria Season 2 Episode 1 is over, but we are just getting started. My name is Grace. I am excited to be back. Uh, The season has kicked off. We have waited almost two years for Euphoria to grace our televisions, and it did. And there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Amon, how you doing? Woo! I mean... (laughs) There were yeah. plenty of, we got a Zendaya disclaimer before the season yeah. started. We did yeah. a whole post-mortem of season one. Yeah. Like, we were very well aware of what we were getting ourselves into. And yet, here I am, so emotionally <laughs> just drained from one episode. Like, we are in for quite a ride. It's going yeah. to be some shit. Yeah, we are doing daily Yellow Jackets coverage on Post Recaps, and I feel like that show, at the end of almost every scene, I go, oh, wow, brutal. Uh, I feel like that's my, like, continuous take of that show. But Euphoria, I think, like, trumped that uh, to the nth degree last night with every scene just being like, okay, yeah, wow, okay, brutal. It just, it, I mean, it just starts off with just, it, it just sort of yeah, hits well, the ground running and we never, really we yeah. never, we never, like, get a chance to catch our breath. It's we crazy. do not. Well, uh, we are not alone, Amon. We have a guest. We have brought in the wonderful, the amazing Brooklyn Zed is here to join us. Zed, how you doing? Hello. Uh, I watched the two bridge episodes yeah. right before I watched this episode. Yeah, how's that? So so I'm <laughs> exhausted. Emotional, emotional, exhausted, <laughs> yeah. tired, probably not it's euphoric. No, well, and I was thinking about that right before we got on, like, is this show called Euphoria because the lesson is all the things you do to try and make yourself feel good just make you feel miserable? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's the the trick of the show. Uh, they 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 got us. Uh, so I'm very happy for you to be here. We have talked about uh, Euphoria off podcast, uh, off mic uh, before. Big fan. Um, yeah, what's, what's your experience with Euphoria? I so I didn't watch it when it was originally airing. I binged it i think early in lockdown mm-hmm. so like almost two years ago now but not quite um and but like by binge i mean i would watch maybe two episodes a day <laughs> yeah because it's much. not a show that you can like sit through for a very long time <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah i think it's just the acting is incredible i think the storytelling is unique uh i've never seen a character like jules on television I said and the I, same thing. I think yep. that's really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to have it back. I'm excited to see where the story goes. I mean, I'll watch Zendaya do anything, but same. I'm bracing myself for whatever's about to come. I mean, you watched the two uh, bridge episodes. I, I said, I, I thought uh, Jules' solo episode was maybe some of the best trans representation oh on TV I'd ever seen. The ther- the the realness of Jules in therapy uh, was maybe too real for me. Um, yeah. Um, so we are going to get into the episode. But first things, I wanted to let folks know that we have a very exciting uh, update. If you 
are watching Euphoria because you have HBO and you watch other HBO shows, perhaps Succession, Insecure, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're covering a lot. Um, I think uh, The Gilded Age will soon be covered on Post Show Recaps. There is a specific Post Show Recaps HBO feed. You can find that at postshowrecaps.com slash HBO or postshowrecaps.com slash HBO pod. That feed will give you all of your HBO coverage um, pretty much the whole uh, for sure, Sunday nights, we, we we like to cover Sunday nights, the Sunday night HBO drama. So if you want all of those podcasts in one feed, you can head there. Of course, you can support our podcast at patreon.com slash post show recaps. You get lots of bonus uh, content as well as you can chat with us about Euphoria in the uh, post show recaps Patreon Discord, uh, a very lovely community, sometimes referred to as um, overwhelmingly aggressively nice, aggressively welcoming. aggressively welcoming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it is a lovely Welcome! place. And we are. Welcome, we are bitch! <laughs> uh, this show started off aggressively, so uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so yeah, come chat with us again. Patreon.com/slash post show recaps. Okay, let's dive into it. I was very surprised to see season two open up with a Fezco centric storyline. And we started off with Fezco's grandmother, who, according to Rue, is a mother effing G. She exits her car with a gun, walks straight through a strip club while people are a bit alarmed. And then she shoots a man in both of his legs as he is getting uh, a blowjob. So that's how we start season two. I'm on. Yeah, this was very, I don't know if you guys have seen the music video for Rihanna's Needed Me, but it was, that that's essentially what happens in Rihanna's music video, except she kills the guy in that one. But I was like, okay, get your little Rihanna, your Robin Fenty realness going on. I was, I was, I was here for it. But yeah, this is, this, this was a lot. Um, Oh, that's what she meant by the bloody dick. I was like, before we started talking about the show, we were talking about all the dicks. <laughs> And Grace was like, yeah, there was like a big bloody dick. I was like, wait, did I miss that? But that's what you were talking about. Well, God, yeah, the blood. Thank God there is not a post show recaps out of context uh, Twitter at the <laughs> oh, moment because you never I'm on. Know. you'd be making uh, front page headlines. You'd be retweeted. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Zed, we get, uh, we learned this is uh, Fezco's grandma. She returns to the car um, and uh, tells Fezco that uh, Fez will be starting to live with him. He's talked to uh, his, his father. Um, Fezco will be living with his grandma. She seems lovely. So I uh, guess yeah. his father runs the strip club, right? That's, that was oh was the, Oh, you think that was Fezco's dad? The guy in the back? Is that... I think so. Cause like he that was, was the implication I, mean, it... I understood. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. She does say I talked to him. That does yeah. make sense. Which is like one word for what happened. <laughs> That's one way to say She said two words She's... to him, yeah. I think. <laughs> she does. She does one yell word... at him. For each shot in each leg, you know, that's okay. a form of talking. Um, Yeah, I yeah. was really surprised that this was how it started. After, like, everything that happened last season and the yeah. focus on, like, understandably, on Rue and Jules in those bridge episodes before this season, they're like, yeah, okay, those were the main characters, but let's do this, like, flashback side story of, of Fezco and, and spend, like, a good amount of time like looking at his life growing up. Yeah. So I'm, Fesco I wonder. Is, he feels like somebody who they really, as they were filming season one, it feels like they like him a, a lot. The yep. actor, this like where they could go with that story. I feel mm -hmm. like Kat certainly gets, and, and oh, shout out to our boy, Ethan, who we see for maybe five seconds uh, in this <laughs> whole episode. Um, Kat gets nothing in this episode. Ethan's no. not uh, involved. I feel like there is some shift towards the end of season two, because we do get that Fezco story where he robs the house, um, which I, interestingly, it feels like a big clean slate from the end of season two, because I thought that storyline certainly could still come up. But the whole reason he robs that house is to pay Mouse, who comes to a uh, rather quick end in this episode, as we'll see. So it feels like they kind of like what they have in Fez and decided to reset. And, and they certainly give him the, you know, backstory uh, start to this to the to season two, as, the, as they've done for other characters. Uh, Fesco not being one of them in season one. I mean, um, they gave us what we wanted, right? I mean, a lot, a yep. lot of people took a liking to Fesco. Yeah. Um, in season one. And a lot of people also took a liking to to uh to Lexi as well. There's a bunch of yeah. Lexi stands all over Euphoria Twitter. So right here. what better way to give us give them what they want than to 
put them potentially together this season. So I guess yep. we're just getting it all. I think maybe not after the episode. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to I think that's not where that's going to go. I'm worried if uh, for Lexi, if she is still into, you know, although you know, she knows know. what a she dude might like is. Rough. <laughs> she might yeah. like them rough and, and mentally disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll um, so uh, Fezco's grandma starts teaching, you know, the ways of the business, how to sell drugs uh, to Fezco using Fezco. You know, they're not going to pat down a kid. Um, uh, Fezco seems to be incredibly good at math, especially knowing how many you know, ounces, uh, you know, a particular set of skills uh, he has. <laughs> um, he comes home from school one day to find just another child. And this is how uh, Ashtray ends up in Fezco's life. Fez seems to take care of the baby. Um uh yeah so that's this is actually aman we said how did this kid get this name we find out and we 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 find out um i do i am interested i know that we sort of like surmised that the guy that his grandmother shot was his dad i'm wondering is that her son or is that just the guy that knocked up her daughter because every time we do also learn that she didn't um Fesco's grandmother doesn't like talking about um his mom that much but when she does talk about her she just refers to her as like a beautiful soul she was just a good person so i'm wondering if that was her daughter or if it was i don't know i mean just i'm just interested on the the genealogy of fezco and his grandmother but yeah i guess they they took ashtray as collateral yeah and the mom never came back (laughs) never came back yep here we go um yeah zed the baby gets his name because he starts eating the cigarettes out of the ashtray and so He's living his best life in his little jacuzzi in the <laughs> I, it, sink as the little, grandma says it's a little cute baby gosh oh, I that say. line killed me you're just yeah. living your best life in that jacuzzi <laughs> uh babies put everything in their mouths and it's this true. woman yeah, is... clearly has not had a baby in her life in a very long time yeah true and has you know been living her her drug dealer life doing whatever she does her house is not equipped to have a baby in it no and so the ashtray is by the sink and therefore the cigarette goes into the baby's mouth i mean if there is one way to kickstart (coughs) excuse me your you gotta stop your immune eating system. cigarettes, Amon. <laughs> if there's one yeah. way to kickstart immunity, man, I, I bet you yeah. Ashtray won't catch COVID. Um, he's good. <laughs> he's inoculated for life. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of lines here that Fesco eventually uses later in the episode. Um, this one is Fesco's grandma talking about how uh, her uh, her cousin uh, died from eating too much McDonald's. His legs were amputated. He had diabetes. But, you know, that's his own fault. It's not Ronald McDonald. Um, and so justifying the selling um, of drugs. Um, we see Fesco's grandma go attack. Uh, what does she call him to the, the man with the crop top, the white man with the crop top hair? Uh, something like that. Um, she attacks him with a crowbar. Uh, that guy has to be dead. Uh, Fezco tries to stop her, and uh, unfortunately, on the backswing, Fezco gets hit with a crowbar. Um, mm. Yeah, that's where he gets his scar from. Uh, it's very sad. It doesn't has uh, sort of these like losses in memory. Um, but uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Also, like how his his speech is affected because. Rap. Fesco has a very just like slow drawl when he speaks. Everything is real drawn out. Like, yeah. so it's yeah. probably where he got that as well. Um, later we find, uh, uh, we see or hear uh, his grandma fall in the bathroom. Um, uh, unfortunately, Fesco is not, doesn't want to call 911, worried about that they will find everything in their house. So he drives her to the hospital. And unfortunately, um, the uh, length of that time, uh, him waiting that long, uh, seems to cause uh, further damage. Um, and the next thing we see is, Fesco now is in charge of the the business. He has a business to take care of and a little brother. No matter how hard life got, it got harder and more complicated. I mean, I will say, like, <laughs> we get to see um, Fesco's grandmother last season in season one, and you see her, you see him taking care of her. And I would have never guessed that this was this woman's story. <laughs> like, I yep, was not... mother F and G. I thought it was just some sweet old lady that he was taking care of and he sells drugs to pay for her medical bills. No, no, nope. no, no, no. <laughs> it's not what's going on here. No, nope. it's a family business, Ed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he grew up this way. This is this is like the only life he's known since he was, what, like eight years old or something. Yeah. Um. So it's understandable that like 
he was really good at it from a very young age, so he stuck with it. Um, what else was he going to do? How, it's not really a business you can get out of very easily, is what I've seen from television. As we'll see. Uh, yeah, so um, we learn Ashtray's a bit protective, um, and uh, uh, Ashtray attacks uh, Mouse and his partner. Um, Mouse is very clearly dead. The partner, uh, he's a broken nose, to say the least. He like jumps off the couch <laughs> in like yeah. a flying leap at this guy with the hammer. And I was like, geez, that's so intense. I'm happy. Thank you, Ashtray. I'm, I, <laughs> I did not give a damn about Mouse. I was so yeah, over him. Sucks. I hated that scene when he gave Zendaya those, or Rue, not Zendaya, when he gave Rue those drugs. I was mm -hmm. like, yes, take him out. Get rid of his ass. We'll move on to something else. Get Make him, we need another big bad for this for this season because I just, I was over it. So thank you, Ashtray. You do it. I mean, well, yeah, I guess he is a child murderer now, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we cut to uh, seemingly present day. Rue is riding in the back of the car with Fezco and Ash. They are going on some sort of uh, business uh, trip. She is doing uh, seemingly cocaine in the back seat, rapping along to the radio. Ashtray is very annoyed <laughs> at, at Rue's uh, general positivity in this moment. Why it's like being is the sober one at a party. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah, very much related. Except to you're trapped in, in a car with a yeah. person who's really high and having too much fun. That's true. Rue needs to be that sober. Why is Rue there? <laughs> we literally just went through this last season. Fez, she was at your door banging, asking for drugs that you did not yeah. want to give her because you did not want to see her kill your kill herself because she's family, as you told Lexi later in the episode. Why do you have her in the back of the car in the middle of a drug deal? Went, yeah. You were pissed off at her the last time, and things went south the last time. So why would you do this? Yeah, this I do feel insanity. like there's a, there's a little bit. We we wondered about the time jump between season one and season two. We are not long, you know. Uh, no. Seems like uh, season one is a, is the beginning of that school year. Uh, the Christmas specials cover Christmas. This is literally New Year's, uh, right around New Year's Eve, and so it's pretty. You know, we're two years in the real time, but it certainly does seem like they have taken the liberty in some senses to sort of uh, wipe the clean uh, the slate clean a little bit. They, you know, I, I do think, yeah, there's some inconsistencies here with Fezco the last time they're together um, him saying absolutely not but also like you know he is her drug dealer you know so <laughs> kind of maybe makes sense that he would let her do drugs in his car but like but bring her on a drug deal there is no explanation given for why she's in that car at any point he's in time just gotta stay in the car though he didn't expect her to get dragged out of the car you know no, I agree. I agree. It's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit funky here. Um, and again, I do think all of this, you know, if I think about why they want this scene of Fezco, right. And why, you know, there is this moment later we'll get to with uh, Lori, the ex school teacher who asks about the brew. He says, you know, she's family. He doesn't actually call Ashtray family, he calls Ashtray his business partner, he calls Rue his family and that uh, trusts him with his uh uh, he trusts her with his life. So, um, yeah, a you bit shouldn't. of a reset. Yeah, yeah with their, like a questionable decision. With their relationship. <laughs> but uh, they, they show up. We see, actually, uh, this guy's name is Custer, the guy who got hit in the nose. Uh, he he has moved on from Mouse quickly and is willing to loop in uh, Fezco and Ashtray. They are going to go meet uh, uh, Custer's girlfriend, a girl hanger out with uh Faye joins her in the back seat and Lime are like it's New Year's he never tells me anything I thought it was like, this this girl. acting from Faye uh that's incredible I you know she looked like she, it looked like she celebrates New Year's every day so I think she, I think it's gonna be okay if she misses one that's a little heroin <laughs> <laughs> yeah she starts to do a little heroin Rue's kind of like I don't think you should do heroin and then when she starts to do it and put it in her leg Rue's like your whole crotch just, <laughs> just see your whole crotch please stop uh, and then she gets I thought that was so funny like I mean obviously kids don't do drugs <laughs> don't do drugs but I just the visual of her literally shooting up heroin in between <laughs> her legs and then getting grabbed through the window I, I fell out I fell out I felt so bad for laughing but it was so funny that was funny yeah. to me <laughs> So they are dragged uh, out of the car. Uh, they are brought inside uh, where I think his name is Bruce. He gets called Brucey by Laura. So I think we can call this bald-headed guy Brucey. He is quite intense and wondering why uh, Fezco, why Custer brought a 12-year-old and two junkies um, to this, this meetup, which Bruce is asking the right questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Laura.
Murray, the, this former school, seems to be in charge. And then Bruce makes everybody uh, strip down naked to make sure they're not wearing wires. Yeah. 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 The soundtrack here in the in this uh, in the uh, uh, apartment scene, I thought was quite quite excellent. I thought it was quite good. Um, the thing about the wire trope, because we see this a lot in like yes. you know crime dramas and stuff. It's like, okay, so if you do find the wire, well, they're gonna kill him. I think. Then, but. It's a we no, be assuming on the other end the, of the wire. The, well, no. <laughs> so it's no. like, oh yeah, true, true, true. What are you gonna do? Like, they probably sent them there. <laughs> well, probably, so so at that point, though, Bruce has said, "We, I'm on parole. We don't do anything elite. Like, not that this is gonna hold up much. <laughs> He's right? like but talking he, into the wire that he thinks is there. They have taken people out of. Deal. They have taken people out of cars and are holding them at gunpoint. So even if they have not necessarily sold drugs, I don't know if it's. I can't imagine those guns are registered. You know. <laughs> yeah. If somebody um, good, with a wire is showing up to your house. It's too late already. Finding true. the wire is not going to solve your problems. That's true. But also, it's the 21st century. It's not the 70s anymore. You don't have to have a wire taped to your chest with like a mic pack in your pocket anymore. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, so Bruce does this like very uncomfortable dance while everybody but Rue undresses. Uh, 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 Ashtray doesn't have to dress either because he's uh, a kid. So that's that was you know at least some you know Bruce has some at least some <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, but he forces Rue into the shower, and I did think this was like I thought this was like oh I'm gonna it's gonna electrify the wire. The wire won't work if he turns on the shower. But no, he just puts her in the shower and then actually then also makes her undress. So I don't really know the point of like. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of weird. Shower. shower on. I just love yeah. Faye's drunk high ass. Just like I'm not <laughs> wearing a fucking. <laughs> he just slams oh, her yeah. head into the. Both oh, Custer and Faye, there there are dents in the wall now. They do not wall. know what's good for them. They need to break up. They need to break up because this is Faye. Come is on, is this their idea of a date? <laughs> this is horrible. On, uh, we get perhaps. You know, talk about uncomfortable humor. And uh, the, we were chatting about uh, earlier about uh, the, the 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 dick that we saw at the beginning of the episode. We see another one when Custer is just naked and chatting to Lori. <laughs> like, hey, mm -hmm. good to see, good to see you, Lori. Uh, this is my friend uh, Fesco. These are my friends. <laughs> These are my friends. <laughs> so, and uh, Fesco has one of the best lines of the episode. Uh, if we could just, if I could just put on my drawers and talk to you privately. Yeah, Fesco tells uh, Lori that Mouse isn't going to be coming around. Uh, he didn't like how Mouse did business. Um, he repeats again some of the lines that his grandma used when he calls Ashtray his business partner, partner rather than a 12-year-old kid he brought around and says that uh, Rue is family. Um, they buy a big old suitcase of drugs. Yeah. 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 Hey, they're getting a document into this. I did think that this was a little too... Um like clean like a of an altercation obviously yeah. I mean they did sort of get roughed up getting into getting into the house and everything but I was like damn like this what's this girl's name Lori she has like literally no loyalty like you're not going to really ask what happened to like I mean she did ask but she didn't seem to like really care about the full story like this little boy just murdered your drug dealer like and now you're just going to let the murderers into your what's to stop Ashley from murdering you <laughs> like I just so I just felt like it was a little too clean of a of a transaction, but hey. I mean, I know. feel like there's a little bit of like they showed their pat like Bruce and Lori. You know, they show they make them undress. They you know they drag them out mm -hmm. of the car. They're holding them at gunpoint, right? Like they show that they're you know their power. And whether that's like you know, yeah, sure, they could things could probably turn around on them very quickly, and they might not you know uh, be the ones uh, up the hierarchy chain, but. Um, I don't know. It feels like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't mind it. And in terms of like, I feel like that what the scene is really doing, it's some Fezco stuff here, but it's also mm -hmm. like Rue is not in a good place uh, as we'll get yeah. to as she's in the car, um, like very much laughing and smiling about this whole reminiscing about the saga of the drug deal. Uh, Zed. Yeah. Yeah. She, yep. This relapse is a uh, very, uh, it's taken her. I mean, not only did you relapse, but you ended up in the middle of a of a drug deal as well. So it's, it's just like another day at the office, you know. Yeah, yeah but how many female <laughs> drug dealers do you know? That girl's against exactly. It. There's always it's that. A, it's an opportunity. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, you know. Kate, she's like, how many? Uh, Fez, like, how good ones? Like, how many good drug dealers? It's like one. 
You see, it's the point. I love how he levels with her too. Because he's like, <laughs> I know <laughs> this is not fucking funny. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? She's like, but but she's a gangster, drug dealer, right? I uh, don't. Have it, but yeah. uh, this is not the last we'll see of Lori. I watched the uh, the preview at the end of the episode. Indicates that uh, unfortunately, Lori might become somewhat of a mentor figure to to Ruth. Oh no! Uh, so I'm a little bit worried about uh, Lori, the ex school teacher. Um, she does apologize. So you can never be too safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah. they head to a party um and this is where everybody is uh, uh you know classic euphoria uh, storyline we have everybody at a party uh Rusi's jules cat and maddie show up and maddie very badly needs to use the bathroom very important plot point from this episode <laughs> this was also yeah. wild to me like i understand it's a plot point but the amount of banging on the door, door. and screaming yeah. like literally you're at a party with all these people no one's gonna notice if you go psi they're really not also in a house this big there's no More way there's one, one bathroom well yeah um, uh yeah no i agree yeah uh so maddie's got to go find the bathroom rue is hiding from jules lexi's looking for cassie they got in a fight and um cassie was drinking in the car and got out on the highway um and uh, she's not answering her phone um so we cut to cassie who is very drunk at the convenience store buys a snack and then look who shows up our old friend nate (sighs) the scene in the car really stressed me out uh, yes, for sure. Nate buys uh, some beer, offers uh, Cassie some, uh, prods a little bit about uh, whether she's no longer with McKay. Uh, Cassie says, we're in different places. N- Nate says it's the same uh, stuff he was going through with Maddie and offers uh, Cassie a ride to the party. And boy, this is just, there are many red flags on the field at this point. The minute <laughs> uh-huh. that he opens that beer bottle, with his teeth. With his mouth, with his teeth. I had to look that away. Is, I can't deal with that. That is when you get up and you walk home. <laughs> it's very you true. do not get in the car <laughs> uh-huh. with anybody because that person clearly does not give a damn. <laughs> like, Listen, if anybody's, if you have, if you like know a party trick, but then the party trick involves taking a beer cap off in any way that's not twisting it off or using a beer bottle opener. It's not a great party. Trip. And he did it not, not, not <laughs> he did it not once, Several. not twice, no, not even three times. Yeah, four times because they both Nate's had my two beers a piece. Yeah, yeah. Nate, go see a dentist. Come on, you are oh. rich. You have dental. You have a dental plan. Um, <laughs> so what? What do, what do we think? So what is uh, what is she going through right now? Is she still like sort of like dealing with? Is it just the breakup with uh, or the argument with um, Lexi? Is it everything with McKay? Like, is it she's is well, she still mourning the abortion that she just had to get a few months ago? Like, is that what we're, we're led to believe here? She, I think. So I, I, I was so sad um, to see that this is you know, where Cassie is at the start of this episode. Uh, I want to get the actress's name right. She is putting in a lot of work in, in this uh, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff. She's really great, I think, in Euphoria. I, I was so sad. The end of season one, it's not a happy moment. You know, she goes to get an abortion, but there is like the figure skating montage that you're like, okay, yeah, like, come on, Cassie. Yeah. And then the beginning of this season, just to see her, in this very dark place to the point where she takes the ride from Nate is uh, holding her head outside the window, uh, hooks up with Nate in the bathroom. Um, she has to lie in the tub. Gosh, it was all, it was all really brutal, really hard to watch. Uh, I, I, Cassie, come on, come on. It was such a, it was such an interesting, like progression of comfortability from her because at first, yeah. like, I mean, she gets in the car with him. He starts drinking. She's like, okay, all right. I'll, I'll allow it, I guess. Yeah. Then the miles per hour starts climbing. And then she's like looking at him about to have an anxiety attack. Then her beer spills. Then all of a sudden, once the beer spills, she's like, oh, okay. She's like into it all of a sudden. I'm like, what? Why did I- the beer spilling on you like make you horny all of a sudden? I'm just so confused. Do you have a theory of like, what is Cassie looking for in this moment? What is she getting out of Nate in this moment? I think she can tell that like he finds her attractive and I, she's mm-hmm. seeking validation. Yeah. Like I, it, she's clearly very insecure and does not have a lot of self-esteem right now. Like she doesn't feel like she's a good person or a person. Yeah, she says who, that like, to McKay. Yeah. yeah. Or a person who deserves love. And so here is someone who like 
basically literally rescues her from being stranded at the convenience store after a fight with her sister. Um, so she's not in a good place and now, and she's yep. been drinking and now she's drinking more and yep. that's just like a recipe for disaster. But I was like, I almost messaged you and was like, if someone dies in this episode, like in this car crash, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot I come talk about this. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, the, that, the car, the, the car scene for sure gave me, uh, anxiety. I did have to do some conversions cause I'm Canadian. Um, and how it's much, really how many kilometers kilometers too fast hour. i knew it was fast i knew it was fast i just wanted to know is that like how dangerously fast very dangerous while he's drinking um yeah, yeah very and, and the show the thing that the show does so well that we have not super touched on is the cinematography the music um it's all like really good i thought all the music in the in the uh, apartment w was really good this like throwback old schooly music this is like tense like just tense music while they are like slowly just you know i, I feel like the, sh the, the show's name is euphoria right they're sort of like mm -hmm. very into each other in this moment getting high off the what all the things they're doing and it made me very very uncomfortable um so maddie starts banging a couple. i was like oh my god it's you're gonna crash you're gonna crash you're gonna crash you're gonna, yeah. gonna crash i just couldn't i couldn't watch yeah <laughs> uh maddie bangs on the door and this is where it's revealed that nate and cassie are inside the bathroom uh, maddie How instantly recognizes and no one saw them they're at a party Cass with everyone they've ever met in their life yeah, they're, they're fast no as fuck. The <laughs> you know, they're in the one bathroom, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't they know. drove the car <laughs> into the bathroom. Into the just... bathroom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, 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 Maddie recognizes Nate's voice and is like furiously. I feel like there's a little bit of this where like the whole like she doesn't bang on the door if it's just some dude in the but the fact that it's actually Nate who's like hogging the bathroom has her like being mm -hmm. very stubborn in this moment um cassie is crying this is brutal acting uh her being like that's my best friend like it's just like it's uh you know uh, in some ways you want to be like yeah you made this really bad decision cassie and you're gonna have to like live with it and the other hand you're like yeah i don't know how you're getting out of this i mean i do i do like i don't want anybody to think that like i'm trying to be obtuse here because i get it like they are best friends but at the same time Technically, you're not really cheating because you're not with McKay. Yes. yes. And Matt and They're Nate not together? and Maddie are not together. So really, it's not that bad. You got it no. on a technicality. Cassie's fine. So... Maddie won't You're be mad at break. all. <laughs> break. Yeah, Maddie's like, oh yeah, that that, that makes sense. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maddie is frantically pounding on the door. We cut Lexi. Uh, finally, uh, sits on the couch, takes a break. She's been calling Cassie, and she's sitting next to Fezco. They start chatting. Uh, it's, um, you know, uh. I love this line where she says, uh, he's like, you're uh, friends with Rue, right? Like, yeah, since preschool. And she's like, I don't know why I said that. And Fesco says, yeah, it's okay. You met when you met. <laughs> <laughs> he's very cute in this moment. Like, yeah, you met. You met when you yeah, met. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why she's embarrassed by that. Like, I mean, you I met when you either. met. Like, you met when you met. I think y'all folk, y'all got put in the same class. <laughs> a, like, a stellar oh. line. Yeah, you you just met when you met. I don't know. Um, Cat and Jules, who we see hanging out together, uh, are taking shots together. Rue is still avoiding Jules, and she hides in Fezco's car, where she finds Faye's heroin. That's so sad. Ugh. Don't do it, Rue. Don't do it. Don't do the heroin. Not heroin. You know, it's so bad. She's already done cocaine today. Yeah. Now she's doing heroin. This is all Faye's fault because Faye earlier was making fun of her for being someone who like takes oxy or something and then left her own heroin in the car. So I, I do blame Faye for this. I mean, I know, she, I, I, it's not like she left it on purpose. She got pulled out of the car. Well, you know, I still blame Faye. <laughs> I don't think with we're the see needle much of still though. in her crotch, no less. Like, oh, true. True. Uh, so yeah, Rue's Rue's gonna take care of one, and just and I would say for the rest of the episode, does not look great. She's <laughs> in a rough spot. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Nate is trying to find an, an exit to the bathroom. I really hated this. Nate is telling Cassie, "Just trust me. I need you to trust me." And as we know, that he is a massive gaslighter, a tremendous a hole, super creep. I hate that he wants Cass to trust uh, him. Um, outside, uh, Maddie uh, meets a guy named Travis who starts flirting with her. Um, Nate leaves the bathroom, uh, catches Jules' attention. Um, Jules says uh, she wants to drink so much that she blacks out the entire year. So that's healthy. <laughs> Everyone's in a good space. <laughs> I mean, it's relatable. It is relatable. It is relatable. Yeah. 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 
inside the bathroom, Cassie's hiding in the tub. Well, Maddie is peeing. This is brutal. There's no toilet paper. So Maddie... I clocked that as soon as she sat down. I like watched the shot of <laughs> yeah. her sitting down and I was like, there's no toilet paper. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but so you she... take a washcloth? This is disgusting. This is. That and she is knew it too. Psychotic. She knew it. I mean, you. <laughs> I'm I'm really hope Maddie looked for other toilet paper in the bathroom, and I'll I'll sure presume for the sake like of the TV it. show that there's no other toilet paper in the bathroom. But we uh, but a uh, camera shot of like her sitting on the toilet, and then the shot of the washcloth and the hand towel, and then the shot of her, and then like the feet waddling over. There was no looking for other <laughs> toilet paper, and I was so upset. <laughs> In, in a show where a guy got shot in both legs while he was, uh, uh, his downstairs was exposed, Maddie peeing, uh, like wiping with a towel and dumping it on Cassie's face was by far the grossest thing. <laughs> so, so for me. Oh. <laughs> it's so disgusting. No. It's so gross. You can't put that there. You I was like, well, bitch, if, if, you wanna, if you want to share men, now we're going to share <laughs> other things as well. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that was uh, a, that was a big that was a big plot twist for me though, like uh, Cassie being in the tub because I thought for because like, they made it look like he was gonna like you know bust out the window or something yeah. and have her just climb through and so when that camera panned over to her I was like oh shit <laughs> yeah. and uh, unfortunately uh, the guy Travis uh, offers uh, Maddie some weed which even though she's not gonna smoke they decide to hang out in the bathroom and chat while he smokes weed so yeah let's just uh, hang out in the bathroom Cassie is stuck uh, <laughs> man as someone who's like currently in lockdown. I feel for you, Cassie. Uh, uh, Rue, uh, tie on heroin, walks in. Uh, I don't know what she's looking for, just maybe anywhere. Um, she walks in on, uh, and this is uh, the actor you were talking about last week. Come on, right? This is uh, a new recurring character. Yeah. Uh, we don't get his name this episode, but his name is Elliot. Um, she walks in on him doing cocaine in the laundry room. Um, when she asks him what he was snorting, he says, no, I'm just here to fix the laundry machine. I work for Whirlpool. Uh, <laughs> okay. which is that I thought it was very, very cute introduction to Elliot. Um, Rue offers to tell him what drugs she's doing. If he tells him what drugs he's doing. And so he agrees and they do drugs together in the bathroom, in the laundry room. It's just, it's just the real, you know, these are some 4.0, just lovely decisions. I just, I just don't... uh huh. Uh-huh. Everybody's on their best behavior. Everybody's, uh, everyone's like, making smart choices. The We're Ivy League is you. just calling their name. Like, it's right. just. I love when he. Bro, like... what are you doing? Oh my god! I'm just like. <sighs> yeah. It's like we did the same amount, didn't we? And she's like, Yeah. No. No. No, I love her honesty. It's great. Um, well, I'm going to be honest. We're going to take a quick break uh, here from our sponsors, and we will be right back with more Euphoria uh, Season 2 premiere. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We are back. Um, yeah. So um, Rue falls on the floor. Um, she can't feel her heartbeat. Feels like she's going into cardiac arrest. Um, <laughs> Ellie's like, should I call an ambulance? She's like, no, there's Adderall in my shoe. So I'll just take that. <laughs> oh, stop. Rue, stop. Please. It's so stressful. It's so stressful. It's so I mean, it's stressful. stressful, but also at the same time, like, they're not going to kill Rue in episode they're one not. of this season. So it's, like, stressful because you care about the character and want yeah. her to be okay. But yeah. as, like, a person who understands narrative, you also know that, like, they're just going to drag you through this painful situation for a very long time. 
I mean, that's the sign of a good show to me when you, you know, you are feeling these like real emotions about, you know, the, the main characters often have plot armor. Like she's not, she could OD, but she's not going to die in this moment. Right. And so um, to still feel like she's making terrible, terrible decisions and you want her to stop making terrible decisions, uh, I think is a sign that the show is, is, is doing good stuff here. It's just the way that she's been through this before and like yep. the nonchalant nature of her being like, oh, I think I'm having a heart attack. Grab the Adderall in my sock. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, the thing of, um, you know, this show sort of portraying that there there often isn't rock bottom to addiction, that it's it's these like constant just returns to this sort of behavior, I think, is all pretty well done, um, I think, in terms of just how quickly she just falls back into these patterns of just doing a lot of drugs um, and just not being well, but being okay with not doing well. And, and the way she's like joking, I think there's, um, a, a, you know, a very fortuitous line here because I think Elliot will be a problem this season uh, because I was very surprised by the end of this episode in terms of the Rue and jewels of it all. Um, Zed, what do you, how do you feel about rules as the ship name? How do you feel about it? it yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think they rule, so I guess yeah, I guess okay. that's okay. All right, it's okay. I they like they break it. all the, the rules. They do break all so. the rules. Yeah. Um, this is going to re. I mean, we already know because he's going to be a, re a reoccurring character, but yeah. this is really going to bond them. Like, oh, yeah. literally say. I mean, I know Ruth would have said it nonchalantly. Oh, you're like you're my new favorite person right yeah, now. But he literally just saved her life, and I feel like yes, he was obviously kind of shocked that this happened, but I think that that is going to really just bring them really close together to have that sort of life or death experience together. Like that, that's just. Yeah. Well, insane. he says, I'm not sure it's a good thing we met, which I feel like is mm -hmm. foreshadowing for this season. I think, I think Elliot uh, in Rue's life will be a bit of an issue, but yeah, she's, uh, she's glad they met. And, and I mean, he did kind of save her. Life, so. She's going to have like this invincibility complex. And so is he because they literally just were on the precipice of death and escaped it and nearly avoided it. So why stop now? You know, we'll just keep the Adderall in the sock, I guess. So yeah, as long as you have Adderall in your sock, you're all good. Right. Yeah. you. But it, that's exactly it. It's like you got that close, but then you survived. So clearly you're just going to continue doing yeah. what you got to do. Um, yeah. And in the like this season on Euphoria preview, we do see a scene of the two of them dancing together very much like Rue and Jules. I know. It actually made do. me very sad. To see I know. That. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. I don't want that. Uh, Jules, speaking of, is very much looking for Rue at this party, but can't seem to find her. Um, Lexi tries calling Cassie again, but she is continuing not to pick up. And then we get this like uh, Fezco and Lexi, more Fezco and Lexi. They're talking. Um, they're talking about Christmas and pagans and how the uh, Christians stole uh, Christmas and Fezco can't believe it. How could they just change his birthday? She's like, how do you know all this stuff? She's like, just by reading, I think. <laughs> I have been that person in a conversation before. How do you know? Oh, no, I, I, I read some books. Read it. Yeah. You know, uh, the they, little computers that we all carry around in our pockets nowadays. But, yeah, you know? for me, the I internet? just Google stuff. That's how I know stuff. Yeah. Uh, they talk about whether or not they believe in God. Lexi does not. Uh, Fesco says he does. And and Lexi kind of is um, intrigued by this. How can you believe in God when you deal drugs? Um, and he repeats the line about McDonald's. His uncle died because uh, he ate too much McDonald's. And, uh, you know, they're not. nobody's going after McDonald's. And uh, Lexi says, if I was God, I don't think I'd let the McDonald's CEO into heaven. Fesco actually ponders on this thought. He yeah. We got to get back to you on that That's one. a good point, actually. Right. I was like, I would have been like, if he would have told me that in McDonald's analogy after I just asked him about selling drugs, I'd have been like, okay, so yeah, bitch, what about the drugs that you're selling? <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't ask you about McDonald's. Well, it's it's his mom. It's his grandma's. I mean, if metaphor, you're going, though, right? I'll go people, with you. <laughs> people will make their own choices, and if they want to choose to eat McDonald's or they want to choose to do drugs, they can. They'll do it, and uh, you know, nobody's arresting um, anybody who owns McDonald's. In, uh, it's even a philosophy it causes... of like, don't yeah. hate the game, hate the player. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so they're they're chatting. Fezco is very clearly he has eyes on Nate. Um. Jules doesn't find Rue, but she finds Cat at the pool. And uh, I feel like this is the most 
cat content uh, we really get. Um, Kat makes this comment about how she thought that her and Jules were going to be much closer when they first started hanging out. And Jules sort of apologized and said, yeah, my world got too small and I didn't like it. And so she sort of uh, gives her a kiss on the shoulder, leans on her shoulder. Um, that's really the extent of the cat content this episode, which uh, I was quite surprised by. I thought I thought we'd get more cat stuff here, but hopefully more to come. Yeah, her her time is coming. I mean, we did spend a lot of time with her in season one, so I think uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens between them because they're clearly setting something up between Cat and Jules, and so I wonder where that's going to go. I think potentially as Elliot uh, remains in the picture and uh, uh, sort of splits Rue and Jules, you could see Jules um, moving towards it'll, Kat. Yeah, be Elliot right? and, and Rue versus Cat and Jules. Yeah, no, no, and Ethan. Don't, don't forget about Ethan. <laughs> and Ethan. Uh, Cassie uh, notices her phone is on the far end of the tub. She tries to kick it. I I didn't quite understand what happened to cause the phone to vibrate. Did she somehow kick the vibrate on the button? To, no, I think it, it was on? that Lexi was calling. Yeah, but when Lexi was calling the whole time. Yes, so I was it definitely should have been vibrating more than just that time. So I think I yeah. I so think that was the first time that she had called her since she as was, at she the was party. hiding. Got it. Because she it. did call her at the party too, but she was like busy hooking up with she Nate. I think that was the first Nate. time that she called while she was okay. in the tub. Yeah. Okay. I I'm, I'm I can I can I can roll with that. Um, Cassie uh, does call her, or uh, Lexi does call Cassie. The phone vibrates. Travis rushes over and says, "Look at this! There's a girl uh, passed out in the bathtub." And Maddie does not care. She wants to She's dance. like, "I don't care." She's <laughs> like, "You know, it's New Year's Eve, and <laughs> and <laughs> what'd you have um, for lunch today?" <laughs> yeah. So they go dance, leaving Cassie alone. Except. His mentors as well. You're hot, but I'm still gonna take a poop. <laughs> and yet another dick. Woo! Yeah, that's true. There's that's true. Another one. Another one. And like no preparation for that one. He's like already <laughs> fully pants down when you see him for the first time. And I was just like, well, okay. That guy's in here. Some we trouble. are. There's no toilet paper in there. <laughs> nope. No. No. Uh, Maybe he'll look under the sink. He won't. He's he not. not. He will not. He's not. No. He's not even gonna wash his hands either. <laughs> Um, uh, McKay and Nat sort of, uh, and Nate, sorry, reconnect a little bit. They see Maddie with Travis, uh, and Nate actually says, uh, he's going to do everything he can to get her back. So Nate is not over Maddie, you know, he just hooked up with Cassie in the bathroom. So that's, that's fun. Good for, good for Nate. Um, uh, Ethan brings Kat a drink. She gets like scared. Uh, I understand this all. They like, say they love each other and then jules is like that's gross and is gonna leave <laughs> uh and she sees rue by the fire uh and again very good cinematography i thought the filming of this episode uh the way the lighting worked and uh jules sort of seeing rue centrally in the fire i thought was really really good yeah that was very nice to see i agree they shot that very well yeah. i the thought whole... that was gonna be a dream sequence for a minute i was like yeah. is this what's actually happening yeah. It's hard saw to each tell other the across the dance floor. The whole, yeah. the whole, yeah, the way everything was, even the way it's like when Rue sees Jules at the party, the way it's, and so like spotlighty, which we'll get to at the end of the episode, mm -hmm. felt very spotlighty. It did sort of feel like their own, their own little world, but it's, I feel like it's also like they're able to zone at everything else and they're singularly focused on each other, you know? Um, so, Lexi Cassie's finally able to break free of the bathroom. Lexi finds her. Maddie gives her a hug, says Merry New Year. And McKay would like to talk to Cassie. Um, mm -hmm. Lexi's worried about Cassie, but uh, she sits back down with Fez, uh, relieved to have found her sister. Cassie and McKay have a, a chat, says their breakup wasn't anything specific, just a feeling. Um, she says, I shouldn't be anybody's girlfriend. I don't know if I'm a good person. I think McKay immediately thinks that this is a accusation that she's cheating, which she did cheats on mckay at time with dylan in season one but i feel like mckay very quickly takes this as like oh you did some bad stuff to me and i'm gonna leave i feel like he's not great in this moment <laughs> i think it was also like he did not want to like pressure her again because we do see that he sort of has like True. issues with accepting how cassie feels in a situation without getting some sort of like like a little aggressive about it so i think that yep. he also was just being like you know what listen i don't want to argue i'm not going to do it this time and just like leaves it at that yeah do you think uh are cassie and mckay destined to, to are they apart it's not season? a match it's not a match yeah, mckay go find you go find you somebody else is a little bit more aren't you in level. college dude yeah go <laughs> go do college yeah. yeah go be gone uh 
then there's this very awkward scene. This is uh, Nate continuing to prove that he can be creepier than we thought. He uh, sort of asks McKay, like, oh, like, would you, you know, do you take, you know, you went and hooked up, you know? And he gets very weird and close. And he's like, do you wear a condom? Where did you, like, you dirty, you know, you know, where, where did you do it? Like, where did you get? And I'm just like, like God, looming Nate. over him, like all up in his personal space. And McKay shoves him, tells him to get out, uh, get away. And, yeah, he walks away. It's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable for I a person who's been. In- that didn't become a fight because I would have punched somebody yeah. if they were like up on top of me like that. And he was like, "Dude, chill, dude, chill." I was like, "More all the respect to you," because I'm not yeah, saying he's lucky. dude, chill. If somebody's up on top of me like that, he's lucky they're friends because I mean, and he knew that he was he had because Nate is very drunk at this point. He has very to drunk. be like we've we've seen him consume many Budweiser, like, many. Many, yeah. many an alcoholic beverage. This time too, I think. Yeah, it's been yeah. yeah. I just don't know what he wants. Was it just like ju- just you know just nasty drunken behavior? Like, what, why were you so intent on getting? Like, why did you want to know the details of what they did? And, I like, think now that's, like, Nate's this weird. Like ev- everything we've seen from season one, Nate is uncomfortable with his own sexuality. Right? Like he does not know what he wants. Um, and so to me, this is a bit of this weird extension of that, of, you know, getting into McKay's, you know, trying to be sort of like hyper masculine, but also like in, in like super sexual in this moment. Like it's very, it feels like in some ways it felt a little bit like homoerotic uh, of, of Nate's to be like in McKay's grill asking about mm-hmm. his sexual activity. And I just think it's like Nate, is a confused boy in many ways um, who sometimes has the aggression of a full grown man, you know? So figure stuff out, Nate, go to therapy. Yeah. uh, Lots and lots of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody should go to therapy. If you, you know, if you can afford it and find someone that you like speaking to go to therapy. Um, So uh, Jules uh, sits down to talk with Rue, Elliot leaves and uh, Jules is pretty, uh, straightforward and just ask her when did you relapse um, and I thought this was uh, I didn't bring this up earlier I feel like uh, the way Rue is positioning what happened at the end of season two is very much not taking ownership over her behavior in everything that happened she says to Faye my girlfriend left me at the train station right she left me at the train station she says here um, I relapsed the night you left um, which is like is that how we're is that how we're like Framing the situation. When they were gonna Jules leave left? together, and then she didn't go. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, See, so... I definitely I, I hear what you're saying about the conversation with Faye and. <laughs> Shout that's out to separate. That feels separate because it's like somebody else that you can just yeah. Like, it's just like the normal. You you're talk. You're you know someone is lending their ear. A third yeah. party. You're just sort of just you know you might be exaggerating a bit here and there. This to me, I, the conversation with Jules, I didn't really get the 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 vibe that she was blaming Jules. I think it was more the vibe of, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I, I, I realized after you left, it was it was I didn't handle it well. I don't yeah. think that she was trying to blame her. I think that, I think first of all, I think Jules already knew the answer. I mean, sure, she, she wasn't doing. I mean, to your knowledge, she wasn't doing the drugs while you were together and you were there. So, duh, she, it happened after you left. So, yeah, I think yeah, between then and to, now, is a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it really matter exactly. So. Um, I think that she was just trying to be honest. And I, I guess I'm looking at it from a season one perspective where there was a, a big theme of the storyline and it's in the preview, in the recap mm-hmm. from season one, sorry, is so much of this Rue puts and, and it's our, it's, you know, not necessarily her fault. Uh, lots of people put pressure on Jules for being the reason that Rue stays sober for as long right. as she does. And so to me, the way that this is framed, um, I don't think it has to be like super intentional. It doesn't have to be like, you know, uh, you know, it, it could have been worse, right? It's like when you left me or whatever, but I do feel like it continues to frame this idea that Jules is responsible for Rue's sobriety, which is very dangerous for Rue's sobriety. Right. Yeah. Uh, and obviously lack of at this moment. Yeah. Well, and Jules talks about that, in therapy in the yes. bridge episode that's yes. very specifically something she brings up is she felt yep. this pressure to be what kept rue sober yep. and she was afraid that like if there was you know a time she couldn't sleep over or show up that then if rue relapsed it would be her fault 
um, yeah. which obviously is not, <laughs> that's not how things work, but it's totally understandable to feel that yep. like pressure on yourself. And I think that comes from her relationship with her mom too. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I, 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 some people asked if they needed to have watched the specials. Um, I don't think they're like a hundred percent required viewing, but they're, I would definitely recommend them because yeah, there is some stuff in there with Jules and her mom that I think really shapes the relationship uh, or, or some of the stuff that like Jules and Rue are going through in the way that addiction mm -hmm. actually is like much more prevalent in Jules life than I think we knew um, yeah. uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. Those are not plot driven yeah. episodes, but they're like yeah. incredible really rare i think character I studies of these two characters and each episode is like its own like one hour long two-person play yeah. really yeah um I, really I if you haven't watched them i say brace yourself but i highly recommend them as with any euphoria episode be in the right headspace but yeah watch them yeah. and and honestly i do think <clears throat> as a uh, you know, if you're just like haven't watched a lot of like stuff about trans people, uh, the Jules episode is like incredible. Uh, it's incredibly enlightening. I felt very connected uh, to the mm -hmm. to the like the writing of that episode. Some of the stuff that Jules says in therapy is very much worth watching. Um, so Fesco gets Lexi's number. Uh, they exchange numbers in the phone. Um, but Fesco then calls Ashtray and tells him that he needs to start the car and get ready. Um, Ashtray goes and gets uh, Rue and Rue tells Jules she needs to leave. So it starts to get tense uh, at the party. Uh, we can feel it. You can see, you know, Fesco has been eyeing up Nate. Uh, Lexi's starting to notice as uh, Fesco walks away. that Fesco has this weird look on his face. Uh yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna get interesting. Something's about to happen. Yeah. Something amazing is about to happen. Oh, so he take he takes off his like civilian pedestrian sweater. And yes, good back, sweater. Back into his like drug dealer outfit. I got for look. Christmas a sweater that's very similar to the one that Fesco is wearing this whole episode. It doesn't have the logo on the chest, but uh, I always call it my Kevin McAllister sweater because I had I had a sweater <laughs> just like it. It looks like what Kevin McAllister wears in Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I got a rip in it, and my mom bought me a new one for Christmas. So I feel like I was very oh. much vibing with Fesco and his Kevin McAllister sweater this episode. Um, this is where I thought the episode did uh, tremendous, tremendous, like just visually the show. Can be so stunning um we get like flashes of spotlights on all of the main characters uh first rue jules we pop through to like maddie nate uh i think cassie and uh, maddie are on the dance floor uh ethan and cat um everybody and then we start to like go back and forth between rue and jules and this is where the episode super super surprised me and um, we thought rue was going to leave the party it looks like she's going to but she actually comes back and sort of she apologizes to jules in this like I, I don't feel like I've seen TV like this. It was like the spotlight, like lighting up and going back and forth between Rue and Jules as they're sort of like having this very brief conversation and reconnecting. And then they, they, they kiss and rules is back together in episode one. Ugh. It's bad news. I'm, it's bad news. Should I not be I'm this, against uh, it. I'm against, against it. it. <laughs> I'm so against it. It's, yeah. I mean, we clearly know it's not healthy. It's not I healthy. Know. I know it's not healthy. I know. Jules, Jules, no, no, girl, you don't need to be with Rue. <sighs> Rue has lots and lots of issues that you are never going to be able to fix. And Rue, you need to leave Jules alone and you need to focus on yourself. You just, yeah, you were just, you <sighs> just had a heart attack in the bathroom. And now you're over here trying to <laughs> break hearts. Like, I just. She's on I mean, oxy, she's on cocaine, heroin, Adderall. Um, more cocaine and weed um, than when she uh, uh, reunites. So you can't Jules. even, it's like what Fesco said back in the season, you can't even trust shit she says. She's like <laughs> under much uh -huh. like influence right now. It's like, uh -huh. yeah, but they kissed. They she kissed. works up the courage to say, I want to be with you, which yeah. is what Ali talks to her about in the diner. He's like, well, did you yep. guys ever? So like, when did the relationship start? She's like, I feel yeah. like Ali like, would have wanted this conversation. Like, Ew, no, why would we do that? Yeah, yeah. But something tells me Ali would have wanted this conversation to happen while they were sober. Oh, yeah, of <laughs> course. As least. her sponsor, of course that's Maybe. what he wants. <laughs> but they kiss and it's cute. It's and it's really uh, it's Zendai and Hunter Schaefer. It's uh, Rue and Jules. So, you know, it'll all be fine. Amon, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. It'll be fine. We need I'll this. see you next okay. week. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. We need it. Uh, 
You know what? I'm not sure we, I mean, this is rough. I mean, you know, Nate has had some stuff coming to him, but this is brutal. Fesco pours Nate a drink. Uh, they talk about whether they made New Year's resolutions. Fesco kind of says like, you know, you know, Nate's like, didn't the last time we talked, you wanted to kill me? It's like, yeah, you know, bygones be bygones. And then he smashes him over the head with a bottle and punches yes. him repeatedly in the face. Uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. F him up. F him up. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep punching, punch, 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 punch. Oh, I loved every minute of it. It was so cathartic. He deserved everything. He was a complete asshole in season one. Choking in this episode. In this episode. Yeah. Like, just true. like, oh, oh, it was, he got the comeuppance that he deserved. I am worried about Fezco now because what's going to happen there? I mean, he, I mean, Fezco, you already robbed the guy a couple months ago. Now you're beating yep. people up in public in front of, like, in front of a lot, a lot of witnesses. Everybody. One of, like, the most powerful families in the town, I guess. Like, so you just want war. Um, but I guess, I mean, once again, that was, like, sort of, like, the backstory that, everything that led to that decision, you got to see a lot of the psychology behind that, given um, his, his upbringing and how his grandmother would have handled a situation like that. And he, he, uh, grandma knew best, I guess, and he decided to, to F him up. And, yeah, I mean, Nate, you really deserved it, and you're still up to your usual antics. So you can only go so far without, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. You did the same thing to Tyler last last season. Now it happened to you, and for far more justified reasons. So yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's quite intense. Uh, I, and I mean, I think again when I talked, you know, good TV lays the groundwork for this to come you know uh it says the beginning of the episode there's a line where uh rue's voiceover is like um uh fesco's not sure how his grandma would deal with someone like nate uh well we figure it out we see it uh he does it he deals with nate uh they will be consequences i'm sure um but boy uh, uh somebody on i think on the discord had talked about that this episode maybe felt a little bit like setup but that's some good setup at the end of the episode. <laughs> I just love like he like he Lexi literally just gave this kid her number. Oh, poor Lexi. I wanted more Lexi content. Not like this. I don't want to see not it like, like this. Not like this. She just gave her number. She's it's so sweet. They're so cute. You meet when you meet. And I then she watches them just it. I don't think I I mean I I think so. I think right. she's into it. I it think she's looked into to it. me like she was already questioning a decision she had made I, like 10 minutes earlier. I do she don't think... like Nate. She don't like Nate. I think and she, and once true. she realizes what why it happened, I mean, part of this is because we kind of got a little, a little spoiled in like the, the trailers for season two. You can, there are scenes of Lexi like in the convenience store that Fez works okay. at. So obviously yeah. the two of them continue some sort of relationship with one another. But I think, I think she's kind of into it. All right, we'll see. Uh, I do love the, the the sort of tagline in this episode: "Rue and Jules watch as Nate is being carried off," and Rue <laughs> just goes, "Damn, damn!" <laughs> it's really good. Uh, cut and to and <laughs> to credits. Uh, the soundtrack of this episode was was really really good. Uh, that's where we leave episode one. Uh, quite the premiere. Intense, intense. I'll say very intense. Um, we got all of our our favorite. Uh favorite high school freaks back together again um, um just ready to make more and more bad decisions that we scream at our tv sets oh, did i just say tv set oh my god am i, am, am I <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The hell? that's fine that's fine tv set ew don't worry about it yeah yeah um, in any case we're excited to be back <laughs> not enough ethan but other than that it's fine it's good episode. <laughs> She's gonna break his heart this season. We know what's gonna happen. He's too nice. They love each other. They said they they said they love each other in this episode. I know, but yeah. it's not gonna last. All right, that is our episode one coverage. Thanks for coming on. What what do you? Uh, where can people find you? What are you up to in the world? Uh, almost every day these days, you can find me at twitch.tv slash hardrockhope playing mm -hmm. all sort of, well so far only final fantasy games but that's changing this yeah. week because uh, i finally beat final fantasy 5 you can find me talking about final fantasy <laughs> with josh wiggler <laughs> over on, uh, here on post show recaps uh, in the final fantasy feed or in the main feed um and i'll probably be popping up on the uh patron feed in the near future so keep an eye out on that if that's okay. something you're interested if you want to hear more from me that's that's where i'll be i think all right aman what about you where can people find you and what are you up to you can find me everywhere twitch twitter um instagram at aman adwin um drag race has finally kicked off this past weekend so i'm back yeah. with beth 
and Liana covering that over on um, the Rehap Ups feed. Um, as always, you can check out my Glee podcast. Uh, they are currently covering um, all three High School Musical movies over at the Choir Room. So if you are a fan of High School Musical, go check out Matt and Matt talk about that stuff. And yeah, that's it. Amazing. Uh, I'm on Twitter at High From Grace. Uh, doing some stuff over on Post Show Recaps. We are doing daily Yellow Jackets coverage. Um, we have uh, a full week of episodes uh, this week, uh, every weekday, uh, leading up to the finale on Sunday. Josh, Jess, and I have been covering that show. Been very, very fun. Uh, sort of mystery thriller drama teen girls uh so you know uh fit and uh, euphoria uh, uh realm um that's been very fun doing some movie coverage we will see what that looks like as i am in a province in canada where movie theaters are currently shut down so we may uh you know have to switch things up um but we will be covering the kingsman as well as licorice pizza um this week um i very much liked one of those movies uh and i'm very indifferent about the other so find out which one uh it was um tuesday's twitch TV slash DM Philly play Dungeons and Dragons in space. Um, keep an eye out on the Rob has a podcast uh, feed. There might be something, a new project coming uh, from me in that realm. And yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I think. Uh, don't forget uh, patreon.com slash post show recaps if you're interested in supporting the podcast. And don't forget if you are watching those HBO shows, post show recaps.com slash HBO or post show recaps.com slash HBO pod. We will be back next week. A reminder you can give us, uh, send us uh, your feedback either uh, on Twitter, tweet at us, or you can join us in the post show recaps Discord with your feedback. Uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.